The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to give me a call... Whew, all you got to do is dial 8772072276. And as usual, I want to hear from you. If you're new to the show, uh, sometimes on Fridays we do hate mail, which I am, I'm always looking forward to hate mail. I, I like hate mail. And so uh, I'm going to read here in a little bit uh, some of the stuff people say about the ministry, about myself and other stuff. Now, that reminds me, um, in the often comment about debates, I thought I had a debate tonight. No, it's next week. Uh, I, I made a mistake on my calendar. I'm debating a Muslim guy on is the Trinity necessary for reality? It's going to be an interesting topic, and I'll be getting into some sophisticated uh, argumentation about uh, preconditions for intelligibility as uh, they relate to the physical world. Now, this is going to be, uh, in my opinion, it's going to be a fun discussion and debate. We'll see. All right. Okay, let's see. Five open lines, 877-207-2276. And um, so what we do here uh, for the newbies, the noobs, as some people like to be called, is uh, answer questions on the Bible, Christianity, Roman Catholicism, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Islam, that's uh, all kinds of politics. I did 45 minutes on politics last night on the, yesterday's show, and uh, I know that uh, that's not really my forte, except that uh, politics is logically necessarily understood to be under the domain of God's sovereignty, and so Christians are obligated to um, uh, to pay attention to to that. Now that reminds me, we had a, a, a seminar. Uh, on Wednesday, and we had uh, Vern Poitras and Brent uh, Bosserman and Eli Ayala, and we had them on. We discussed uh, the doctrine of the Trinity. Well, the next one that we want to do is uh, related to the Christian's obligation uh, in the political realm. What are we to do? How are we to vote? Uh, what are things we to look for? All kinds of stuff. And we're doing this. We want to get it out before November eighth because we, uh, well, it's, I think it's just timely. And then we're going to do another uh, seminar on um, a Christian worldview. We'll do that a couple weeks after. We're going to push this one in between because it's quick, but we're trying to do one seminar a month. And one of the things that we're doing in that is, uh, hold on, my wife's coming. Yes, hon? You got something? Okay, hold on, there we go. Um and so uh, she's doing CARM stuff, and she needs my phone for a code. So I try to get her on the air, too. She needs to be on the air. I need to have her on the air. And uh, uh, so let's see. There we go. Whoops, that's, that's not it. Hold on. This is live radio. And okay, like that. There we go. All right. <laughs> she just, she's like, she put her face, her head over her face. She, she, after all these years, hon, you <laughs> she just, she forgot about the radio, so uh, at any rate, no big deal. Uh, it was a good expression though on her face. So what we're going to do 
<laughs> with these seminars. And uh, we created a, a Patreon page for CARM, the website. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of inf- insight about it. Uh, if I get taken off the air uh, because of the things I say, or because the economy is what it is and support is decreasing, then we may go off the air. Then what we're going to do is move towards uh, something on Patreon, where we're going to, what I'll probably do is have a regular show, uh, and you'll just have to have access to it uh, by, by supporting it in that effort, and we'll have guests on and I'll talk about topics and we'll just have uh, either a daily show or a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of a show thing uh, where we can do that. So if you're interested in checking that out in advance, um, we haven't got it all settled out yet, but you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash org, and uh, you can check things out. We may have to do that because of how things are going. Uh, it's just how it is, you know, just how it is. All right, three open lines if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get to David from Kansas City. David, welcome. You are hey, on man. the air. Doing all right, man. What do you got, buddy? Good. Um, I have a couple run-ins with some people that have these heavenly tourism books where they actually go to heaven. And the one book that I read recently was called Chair Time. And he actually goes to heaven and sees God the Father in heaven and then sees Jesus Christ standing next to him on the throne. Now, no. to me, that's modalism. But well, I have a real well, problem. Not necessarily, because okay. to see them at the okay. same time would not be modalism. But but go ahead. Okay. No, good, no yeah, go ahead to explain that. Yeah, that, that's the problem I had is that I believe that God the Father cannot be comprehended at any time because he's just too immense, too uh, omnipotent, too everywhere, all at the same time. You can't take in God the Father. He's too much. The only time anybody ever seen God the Father was a theophany or a Christophany where it was concentrated in Jesus Christ. Well, let's let's back up a little bit. Uh, no one has ever seen the Father. Jesus says so in John mm-hmm. six forty six, and the Father mm-hmm. dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has mm-hmm. seen or can see. It's not possible to see mm-hmm. the Father, and this incidentally proves Mormonism completely false, because Thank in now their theology, the first vision is Joseph Smith saw God the Father, but the Bible clearly tells us it's not possible. Whenever they see God in the Old Testament, it is the pre-incarnate Christ. That's it. The Father is not seen. The Bible specifically states that's the case. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Now, um, will the God, will, uh, you know, my my contention is God will never be comprehended by any being ever, even in heaven, because he's just too immense. The only time we will, will will be in the presence of God, we can't take them all in, ever. Well, yeah, we're never going to be able to see God the Father. The Bible says so. Okay. And it's not an issue of comprehension. Our minds are finite. He is infinite. We won't be able to comprehend his greatness. We can understand him analogically, which means we, we uh, we recognize him and observe him by analogy. The true and living mm-hmm. God is the being who exists in all places at all time. And so, therefore, right. we need an imprint of him, and that's found in Christ. And we can only observe the nature of God through the person of Christ. But the false religious systems, cults, like to make God comprehensible. 
and so they're man-centered god's an exalted man or god's not a trinity or whatever it is and they will uh they, they lower god for their own comprehension and, well, and stuff well that was two books that that got me in trouble with two different organizations one was um you know both of them had these heavenly visions where they actually saw a vision of god the father seated on the throne and jesus That's christ right. next to him and right. i have a problem with that i just don't see that yeah. the, uh, the modalism there i i see his modalism. no no, no it's not modalism Explain, and I'm going to go to to Acts 75 through 60 and talk about this too. Modalism is that God is one person who takes three modes or forms consecutively. Mode of the Father then becomes the mode of the Son, who then becomes the mode of the Holy Spirit. To see them simultaneously would be the opposite of modalism. Okay. Now, some might be saying. Is, as uh, Acts seven fifty five, they say, "Well, about Stephen, he saw God the Father." And the answer is, "No, he did not." And I'll read this so you can see. Mm-hmm. But being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God mm-hmm. and Jesus okay. standing at the right hand of God. So what it says there is, he saw the glory of God. He didn't didn't say he saw God, but the glory. Well, what is that okay. glory? It's that emanating light and presence. He saw that. It doesn't say he saw okay. God, the God the Father, okay? okay? Okay, that clears the, you know, and, and I think it may be, uh, hopefully on some of these people I can give them a pass and say it was just a matter of their um, semantics, not just okay. theology. So let's talk about this All a right. little bit, because this is important. I okay. like to uh, okay. view, I know it's important. I, I like to look at NDEs, near-death experiences. I, I like to look at them mm-hmm. and listen to them. The way they're done on, on these, uh, a lot of places, they, they take forever to get to the... Oh, these heavenly tours but, are um, horrible. Yeah, well, the thing is, people are being deceived by demonic forces all the time, and people who are, are unbelievers go and they have a, an experience of white light and bliss, and everything's good, and they're one with the universe. This is demonic. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that the scriptures are the final authority, not experiences. And so they, uh, you know, if anyone says they saw God the Father, saw God the Father and Jesus, that contradicts scripture, and they're not of God. It's just that simple. God is quite capable of communicating us uh, to us in his word and preserving his word. Because if his word isn't trustworthy, then it reflects on his ability to be sovereign in the world. And... You know, it's trustworthy. It's there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we. Had, I went to a garage sale last week, and they were selling these books. And I told them that this heavenly tourism book that they had was blasphemous. And they, well, I don't, you know. And it was just kind of a witness. And I said, look, you know, there's two. There was two different ones. There was the the Burpo one, and there was the other one. Don't, they don't and wait, wait, wait. wait. To, Let's not give the information out over the air. It's all false stuff. Okay. But uh, yeah, so, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So we don't want titles and stuff. So people, hey, I'm going to look it up. We don't. We, no, we don't want that. All right. Okay. So uh, anyway, we judge everything by scripture. Okay. And uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Good for you. Good for you, man. All right. God bless. All right. Hey, we have four open lines. Why don't you give me a call? Eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Mike from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. <laughs> Well, yeah, hi, Matt. Uh, I'm back again. Uh, I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm back. Uh, I called you yesterday. That's all right. And um, I'm now, 
Okay, I was reading in Psalms, the Psalm 78, um, uh, verse 69, and, yeah, verse 69, but a little bit of backup on that. It says, but he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved, and he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he has established forever. Now, we say that the earth is going to be consumed by fire, but here it's saying that he established the earth forever. And then it says that again... In Psalm 114, uh, I think it's Psalm 114. Let's see what verse it is. No, 148, excuse me. Psalm 148, verse um, verses 1 through 6, but I think it's closer down to 6. Um, okay. It's yeah. hard to do things when you have Okay. That's all right. Well, it's the same thing, right? The earth will last forever, right? Is that weird? Okay, you're breaking up. Um, oh, he, he's saying that he is. Up. You're breaking he, up. Oh, how about now? You're, you're in the matrix here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Psalm 104 5, okay. establish the earth upon his foundation so it will not totter forever and ever. Yes? Okay. Yes. And then again. In Ecclesiastes one. Okay, four. well, we got we got it. We we got we got verses that we we know the concept is there and taught. So what's the, what's the question then? What is that? Okay, how can the question is how can is the Bible say that he established the earth forever, and then we go into the New Testament and we read about how he's going to destroy this earth and create a new one? That's easy. And we'll get back from the break, and I'll show you how. Okay. Just, just an issue of logic, that's all. <laughs> no problem, brother. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We have four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. All right, Mike, are you still there? Yes, and you said you'd make it easy. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> you said it was easy. Uh, okay, by the way, goes. I do have the MacArthur Study Bible, and the MacArthur yes. Study Bible does not address... In any of the three sections, in the one in Ecclesiastes and the two in Psalms, does not address my question. Okay, which I find strange. But okay, so both are true. The earth is to be established forever means that it will always be there, just as our bodies are eternal. So is the earth. Our bodies are remade, and so too the earth is remade. Our bodies are the same ones that are resurrected, in the same way the earth will be resurrected. It'll be reborn through fire, just as we are reborn through blood. That's what's going on. Oh, okay. is it going to be the same earth? Yes, it'll be the same earth. It's not going to be like 80% bigger or smaller. It's going to be the same one. Uh, sin has affected the world because of Adam. So right. when Adam sinned, uh, sin entered the world through him. And so the earth was affected. It'll be cleaned up. It will be cleaned up. It will stay. But how it's going to stay? What if, you know, if you took a, 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 a glass of water and, uh, you know, you look at the molecules, H2O, and you were mm -hmm. to separate the molecules out 
and put them back, rearranged properly, let's say, it's still the same thing. And this is the idea of the earth. Right. The earth can be disassembled and reassembled. It can be uh, purified. And notice it says it will be purified with intense heat. Fire is a form of purification. So it talks mm -hmm. about the issue of the work of God in purifying the earth, removing sin from it. That's what's going on. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that was easy. Yeah, we'll be good. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm being okay. too concrete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, man. I like it quick and slick. All right, brother. God bless. <laughs> quick and slick. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Right. God bless. Bye. Okay. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, we have wide open lines. All you have to do is dial 877 We've got nobody waiting. So, uh, drum roll. I don't like drum. I don't like, no, I listen to radio shows and they have sound effects or you're listening to somebody and then they do some stupid effect. I, I turn the channel. I don't like them. A lot of people do. I don't like them. So, not my thing. What I want to do now is um, get, okay, wait a second. The hate mail. Why is it not working? Oh boy! He looks like my computer may have crashed a little bit. Nope. There it goes. He was doing something. Okay. Hey, there we go. So I get some hate mail. And for those of you who don't know what hate mail is, it is mail filled with hate. But there's also wacko mail, and my wacko mail is my favorite. But I'm going to read some hate mail here and uh, comment about stuff. And sometimes it gets me going. I haven't even read these, so I'm going to go through and, and uh, check some out. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Joanne doesn't like hate mail, but um, I, I, I do. I think it's cool. I like it. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, that's one. I'm not going to get into that one. How about this? Let's see. Submitted values. I am here to answer some of your questions because I believe that all of you are simply bigoted. I'm, I'm already smiling. I just love this stuff. Simply bigoted, unintelligent beings who wish to sound nice up front, but who want to continue to throw salt in the wounds of everyone your ignorance has harmed. That is a, that's good. You know, that's how you do it, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Because I have questions for Wiccans, okay? For Wicca, which is a form of witchcraft. They'll say it's not, but it is. Do the gods and goddesses of Wicca actually exist? This is one of the questions I have, because in Wicca, uh, they don't really exist unless you want them to. But then you believe in them, and so therefore you, they exist if you want them to. It's really dumb. Anyway, do the gods and goddesses of Wicca exist? Much like your god Yahweh, they don't exist. See? Uh, but it is a teaching and togetherness they harbor that holds power. I actually read this one a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think. I remember now. Let's see. Let's try this one. Uh, how do you feel about believing in the religious system that you cater, where you cater your religion to your desires? Not all Wicca is like this. Once again, your biased opinions show through, making me laugh at your pathetic sight. <laughs> he didn't answer the question. Oh, man. What is wrong with me that I enjoy this stuff? But I do. All right, let's try this one. I've been struggling over ever since I left my church two years ago. Uh, struggling with spirituality, the character and heart of God, the importance and reality of love in this world. Then, through a series of misleading events, I happened across some of your radio interviews. <laughs> oh, man, here it comes. Well done. You have been working. You have truly been working the will of the Lord. Note the lowercase l. 
you are just another notch in the belt of the misogynistic, male-dominated feeling church. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. Oh, why do I enjoy that? I just do. i got to read that sentence again. You're just another notch in the belt of the misogynistic, male-dominated, failing church. Wow. Man, your theology is not only flawed at its core, but you blindly cling to your scripture without even the slightest admission that you might be wrong yourself. Wow. You know, what's here is if hypocrisy. Because this person is absolutely declaring that I'm basically wrong. And that person is absolutely right. And what's a person complaining about? That I claim to be right. But it can't be because that person says she's right. So the hypocrisy is there. It's an arrogance on her part. She can't even see it. Anyway, so ultimately, whether or not you'd ever say, although you no doubt think it, you are putting your theology, thus yourself, right up there next to God. Wow. I don't put my theology up next to God. I'd get it from the scriptures, the very things God himself revealed about himself. Wow. And she goes on, how does it feel? You are claiming to know the answers, hold the truth, to be subject, to be subject, the grandest sort of enlightenment. Anyway, your truths are nothing but a meager attempt to further your own life for selfish reasons. This person's so full of condemnation and mockery and arrogance. Anyway, how can you love and know the God of love and treat people like you do? Well, wait a minute. How do I treat them? I treat them nicely. I just tell people the truth. Women are not to be pastors and elders. The Trinity is true. Islam is false. Roman Catholicism teaches a false gospel. Hey, don't, don't bother with me. Take it up with what the Word of God says. Anyway, why do you think that God would prefer us not to think for ourselves and... <laughs> ask the hard questions <laughs> where did this person ever get the idea that I don't want people to think it's quite the opposite actually theology is not uh, best left to theologians how ignorant you are <laughs> well, how, would she, <laughs> how would she know I'm, I'm enjoying this well, let's go on let's go to this. Yeah, Joanne <laughs> I'm a metal chauvinist thanks Joanne uh, I don't have any answers not one what <laughs> This is ridiculous. So she's complaining that I, I claim to have answers, but she doesn't have any answers. Not one. And yet she can tell me how I'm wrong. But how can you do that if you don't have any answers for anything? You wouldn't know. You know, where's the logic barrel? I can shoot the fish in. Oh, brother. There we go, folks. There's a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Three open lines. 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Let's see. Bottom of the hour, and we have three open lines, 877-207-2276. All right. Let's get on the air with, let's see, uh, Bo Bojo. Rojo? Rojo from Louisiana. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Um, I am back with you. And sure, uh, I'm glad uh, I enjoyed your hate mail deal just a minute ago. But <laughs> it was yes. it was pretty interesting. 
Yeah, I, I but, don't know uh, what it is, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the insults. I just get a kick <laughs> out of it. I don't know why, but I do. Most people, yeah. most people, they, oh, they, they all depressed. Someone insulted me. <laughs> I, I just love it. Right. And so, uh, you know, I make a good uh, public figure in the sense of, hey, send me your hate mail. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Uh, so anyway. Uh, yeah, I got you. But anyway, last time we talked, I, I mentioned the first time, was in I think First Corinthians chapter two fourteen about the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. You yes. recollect mm-hmm. that one, and then the last time I called, yeah, I said okay. Christ and Messiah are two words, neither of which refers to God. And uh, I think you said that I was wrong. Well. Messiah in you know, Christ is anointed what refers to Jesus who is God in flesh. Okay. All right, you there? How is Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, but I don't understand exactly what what you mean when you say he is God in flesh. Okay. So, the doctrine of the Trinity is that there's one God in three distinct, simultaneous, co-eternal persons. When we say person, we don't mean like you and me, which is a separate being. We mean the attributes of personhood, being self-aware, aware of others, can speak, can love, can hate, things like that. And we see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see that the Father speaks to the Son, and the Son speaks to the Father. The Son speaks uh, about the Holy Spirit. The Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit. Yet all three are called God. So this is how the doctrine of the Trinity is arrived at. Now, I can get into it a lot more, but I just want to lay a real brief foundation there. Biblically speaking, it is the Word that became flesh. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God became flesh and dwelt among us. But this is the second person of the Trinity. So what we say in biblical theology is that Jesus has two natures. A divine nature and a human nature and we call this the hypostatic union that in the one person of Christ are two distinct natures a divine and human one and that's who Jesus is so we have to be careful with the fallacy of equivocation because a lot of people fail to understand when we say Jesus is God we don't mean he's the creator God and the totality of God because God's only one person, that's who Jesus is. Nope, we mean he's God in that he is divine. The same way the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, each are the one being who is God, but each of the persons shares the divine essence. And so Jesus is God in the sense that he is divine. He is the Word, second person of the Trinity, who became flesh. So I teach on this a lot, and I answer questions about this a lot. And then we can get other doctrines too related to God, the Trinity, and the person of Christ. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's, there's evidently there's several people that are, you know, into teaching that doctrine of the Trinity. Yes, but I just hadn't true. seen it. it just, <laughs> I just hadn't seen it make sense. The, the, well, let me uh, ask you. Let me ask you this. Let's do an analogy. Time is yesterday, today, and tomorrow, past, present, and future, right? Right? Yesterday was, 
Okay. Today is, yes, sir. Yesterday was, today is, and tomorrow will be. I got that. Right. And, and they are all time, right? So time is past, present, and future, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Would yeah, you I then? Have, yeah. Would you then say that the present is also the same thing as the past and the future? Are they the same? Well, there's a way we could say yes and no. They're the same in that, well, time is what it is, but there's different aspects of time that we look at, the past, the present, and future. We actually divide time up into three aspects, past, present, and future. Yet they are all the one thing, time. God is the one thing, God, who has three aspects, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind today, yesterday, and tomorrow. But I thought ancient of days. Where does that fit in? Well, that's just a phrase. The ancient of days. Yeah, it's a phrase. Would, used that, would in, that would that be? Would that make it before time? It's it's a phrase used in Daniel, and it's in reference in Daniel seven to the one who is the Ancient of Days, and most people think it is um, a pre-incarnate Jesus. We call it the pre-incarnate Christ. So when Adam and Eve were in the garden, for example, they're walking with the Lord. The Lord walked with them. And we know from the Scriptures... Which, lo you know, which, which Lord was it? I'll explain. We know from the Scriptures that God the Father has never been seen. Jesus says so in John 6, 46. Paul the Apostle says that God the Father cannot be seen. He dwells in unapproachable light who no man has seen or can see. That's what Jesus says. But he dwells, yeah, actually 1 Timothy 6, 16, so Paul says that he had, uh, no man has seen or can see. And so he knows about Adam walking in the garden with God. It was never the Father who was seen. It was the pre-incarnate Christ. And he's called God. This is how this is what the scriptures reveal: the one being who is the Trinity, God. It's, and we believe he's one substance, one thing, one essence, the one being. And when he reveals himself to us, he reveals himself as three simultaneous persons. It's not impossible, but it is paradoxical. The same way, how is time able to be both? or each, past, present, and future, yet we only occupy one of them. Yet they are realities, and some physicists talk about A theories, B theories of time, and they, time's really you know quite an interesting topic. Is it the fourth dimension, as Einstein implied? So it's really interesting, but, but as we perceive time as past, present, and future, we're seeing the three things at the same time. But we only experience... In our, in our realm, we only experience one that's present. So you could look at it this way, that we only experience Jesus, which is not exactly true. We experience the Father and the Holy Spirit too. But the emphasis of the indwelling of God in us and upon us is through the present, through Jesus, who is the one present with us eternally. And he is also the one in the past who manifested himself, the pre-incarnate Christ, to Adam, to Moses, and to others. And he will forever be the one with whom we in, uh, dwell, 
and we will know God through him who himself is God the way present is is uh, is time and we recognize what time is through our experience of the present that's how we recognize what time is we will recognize what God is through our experience in the presentness of Jesus okay well yeah but I thought Jesus was present with God in heaven he is because he has two natures yes he is he has two natures he's both divine and human God and man so because of the attributes of divinity he's everywhere all the time and yet he's also one of us and so he's localized also it's well when when I read here where in in chapter 17 of Genesis Abram was 99 years old it says the Lord appeared to Abram and said I am God Almighty now Mm -hmm. am I supposed to believe that was Jesus pre-incarnate Christ. Jesus did not come into existence until about 2,000 years ago. Jesus is by definition the word that was joined to a human nature and that union is the person of Jesus but the divine nature of Jesus was eternal was the pre-incarnate and that's who was walking with Abraham in in Genesis 17.1 and 18.1 that's who it was the pre-incarnate Christ Claiming, claiming to be God Almighty. Yes, he is. Because, remember, in Exodus 6, or Exodus three fourteen and 15, God, God appears to Moses at the burning bush. And Moses says, well, what's your name? And God says, my name is I Am. I am that I am. Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And Jesus says in John eight twenty four, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. Okay. Hey, hold on, we got a break, all right, buddy? Hold on. Hey, folks, there we are at a break. And if you are interested, you can stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on here with Bo, Bojo, I guess. So, uh, you still yes, there? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. I'm I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And and I'm and I'm looking at the at a Bible in front of me, mm-hmm. and and I see in Luke chapter four that Jesus is uh, asked for the book of Isaiah, prophet. It's in mm-hmm. chapter four, okay. verse seventeen. Okay, and and Jesus said, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me." Yes. Yes. Because He anointed me. Yes, that's the Trinity to preach the God gospel the Father to the poor. Yeah, God the Father anointed him. Absolutely, the anointing was with the Holy Spirit, and that's what happened at His baptism. The Father said, My beloved Son, whom I well pleased, and the Holy Spirit came upon him. All three are there at the same time. But I, I read earlier that, that Gabriel said the Holy Spirit would cause Mary to be with child. Yes, but that's a different topic altogether. It just he overshadowed the whole oh. Mary, and she became pregnant. Oh. Okay? okay? Now, if, well, you were, uh, if you were to go to Mark, for example... 
All right, this is a lot of people don't realize that Mark actually promotes Jesus being God in flesh. Because in Mark, verse 2, it says, As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I will send a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make way the, make ready the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. So that phrase, make, way, uh, make ready the way of the Lord, is from Isaiah 40, verse 3. And that word Lord there in Isaiah 40, verse 3, is Yahweh. It means the name of God. And what uh, it says here in Mark 1, verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. So it's about Jesus. Yeah. Who's, and that the messenger, that's well, John the Baptist, I, 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 is to prepare, John the Baptist is to prepare the way of Jehovah, of Yahweh, the name of God. That's Jesus. Okay. Of the Lord or the Messiah, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. that's who Jesus is. He has two natures, a divine nature and a human nature. He's both God well, in flesh. I'm having trouble that's, with I'm having trouble with my connection. I I I can't. Okay. My phone is breaking up. So anyway, okay. thank you, Matt. I'll uh, I'll check okay. back with you uh, soon. All right. And if you go to another format, I'll try to keep up. All right, thank you. But I would suggest you go to the CARM website, go to the Doctrine section, and just read the articles about who Jesus is. There's a lot there. I've been talking about this, teaching on it, and uh, writing about it for decades. Okay? Okay. All right, now let's get on the air with Jay from Dallas, Texas. Jay, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Um, Hi. I was just curious. Um, Jesus, for, or no, he taught for three years, right? And he what, what for three years? Supposedly, he taught for three years, and is yeah, three that times, not right, enough yeah. time to teach the Trump? Yes, and he supposedly died or whatever at thirty-three. But uh, is that not enough time to explain how the Trinity works? Uh, yes, it would be enough time to explain how the Trinity works if he chose to do that. Um, isn't he supposed to be from God, and he has knowledge of God and all that stuff? And, yes, uh, he could have taught it, but. The truth is, is like the Trinity isn't a real thing. It, it was invented, and okay. um, what is it? None of the previous servants taught this concept either. So what is the Trinity? The Bible, hey, excuse me, 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 excuse me. Stop, 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 stop. Let me ask you some questions. It's not your radio show. Now let me ask you: Do you know what the Trinity is? It's a lie. Yeah. No, no, no. Look, answer the questions or I'm going to get rid of you. I'm asking you, I'm uh, trying to be polite with you. I'm just asking you, what is the Trinity? Define what it is uh, first. What is it? The belief the belief that within the Godhead there are three co-equal, co-eternal, co-substantial, separate persons. These persons are Very the good. Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Very good. Okay, I'm impressed. Very good. Now, you've earned Thank the right to be able to talk about this because you know what it is. Now, is Jesus called God? No. So he's not? Then what about Hebrews 1, 8, where it says, and God the Father speaking, says, but of the Son, he says, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. So how is it that he's not well, called God if he's called God right there? Because something can't be God and man at the same time. That's a logical fallacy. 
it, no, it's not. Partially okay. or partially Excuse me. You, I asked you a specific question. I asked you in the Bible, is he called God? You said no. I then went right to a verse where he is called God, and you ignored it. So, But of the Son, he says, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. So God, in the context here of the Father, is calling the Son God. Do you admit that this is what the text says? No. But um, well, then you deny Scripture. So if you are going to tell me, you, d- you deny what it says, well, I'm just reading it to you. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. I just read you uh, Hebrews 1.8 there. Well, can, so you, you deny can that, prove, right? Can, can we prove the Hold Son on. of God concept wrong? Can I help you prove it's, it wrong? It, it's called falsification. But you can't because I just showed you where it says the Son is called God. So no, you have to deal with this Don't forget about all the verse. other sons God has in the Bible. Ex- excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Right here, right here, for to what, verse 5 of Hebrews 1, for which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I've begotten you. So he's, he's distinguishing Jesus from the angels. And again, I'll be a father to him, to him, and he'll be a son to me. And when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Is that man? What is, the word is that angels worship? to be worshipped? It's proskuneo. Are you a Jehovah's Witness? The word is trusting me. No, I don't are, are you a Jehovah's Witness? Uh, God, you no, a Jehovah? uh, Jehovah's Witnesses were invented okay, to... I, I just asked, are you Jehovah's Witness? That's all I asked. The answer is yes or no. N-O. N-O. Okay, no. thank you. So, have you done a word study on proskuneo versus lutreo? Um, I've looked deeper into the meanings and behind them. And it does, okay. in fact, show that, like, uh, there's a hidden meaning, just like when it says, I am, it's ego-emi. It's not ego-emi, it's ego-emi. Hold on. What he's and doing, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. He's quoting Psalm 97, verse 7, which says, uh, uh, you know, he's talking about worshiping. That's what it's talking about there in the, in the actual Forget Hebrew. about all the other people in the Bible who are worshipped, too. Excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. The you word is to th- you. I know what it is. I, I told you first. It's proskuneo. Uh, okay. Ex- excuse me. Excuse me. Stop. 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 Uh, stop. Stop. You need to think. I'm showing you from the scriptures. I'm showing you where it says worship, because the word worship is it's from the Old Testament Psalms 97 verse 7, and it's the word worship there in the Hebrew, and they're quoting it in reference to Jesus. That's why it's referenced in the English as worship. That's why it says in uh, in um, Hebrews 1 8, but of the Son, he says, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. He's quoting Psalm 45 verse 6. So, yeah, I the noticed Psalm. that you, you quote John 1 1 a lot. Those aren't the words of Jesus, nor are those hey, words attributed Jay. to him. Those were invented. Jay, Jay, I'm showing it's you what the, the scriptures. It's only in the Gospel of John that the idea that God is invented. Jay, I'm okay. showing you what the scriptures call him God and where he's worshipped. Well, and there's some meaning it. behind them, and you should look them up. And, well, and so you. Want you proof that the Bible Jay, the word God? Jay, read, read Acts 37. Wait a second. Proof that the Bible is not the Word of God is from what verse? Acts what? Acts 837, Acts 1534, John. Wait, Acts 837. Yes. Why is it blank? I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. You're talking about. Hey, 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 stop. Stop. Look. All these are. Okay. I want you to stop for a second. 
Okay, You don't need to be an obstreperous twit. You need to pay attention and you need to focus, all right? Don't sit here right. and try and commandeer my, my radio show that I pay for and then start rattling off stuff at 80 miles an hour. I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Go ahead. Do you, are you aware of textual criticism and the issues of the different manuscripts? Yes, I've looked are you? into it, and I've read Boyd Herman's book, Robert Price's book. Excuse um, me, I just asked. I just asked. I didn't ask you what books you read. Do you do you think I don't know how to ask a question? I'm not. I don't say, "Hey, tell me anything you want to say. Go ahead. It's your show." I'm not telling you that. I just asked. Are you familiar with textual criticism? That's all I asked. Yes. The answer is yes or no. Okay, great. Then you are aware, hopefully, of the textual variants that occur occasionally. And Acts three, or excuse me, eight thirty-seven is one of them. It doesn't prove the Bible's false. It just means it's ancient, and there's a textual variant there. That's all it means. Well, no, actually, it, there's other stuff too. There's other sources that show. Hey, that guy, guy. When I bring, when I bring some. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Notice how he doesn't listen. And notice this, I hung up on him. Notice what happens. I show him something, and notice how he ignores it, and then goes to something else. And and I just, you know, I'm gonna give him a couple of of uh, of tries, but uh, you know, he's just not listening, and he has an agenda, and he's not open for dialogue. Let's get to, let's see, the next longest would be Leon sure. from Utah. Hey, Leon, welcome. You're on the air, buddy. Leon. <laughs> Hello. Caught you, caught you off guard. <laughs> hey, Leon. I'd ask what you're doing, but I won't. So, uh, what do you got, man? Yeah, I had a question about Job 2 and 2. Job 2 2, all right. Yeah. So. Yes. The Lord said to see mm. where we come from, from roaming about in the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but he says, from going to and fro in, emphasis on the in the earth. What, like, People are like, oh, well, hell was must be in the earth because it says in the earth. Satan walked in the earth. But I'm like, I beg to differ. Can you help me explain that? Well, uh, what you do, <laughs> what I would recommend that you do is go to, like, a blueletterbible.com. Look up Job 2.2 and look at the interlinear and look at words. I can do this real quickly. I'm like, you got an odd noise going on in the background there. Okay. So... Uh, I can look and, and, and find out what the words are, what the translations are, and things like that. But I'm trying to give you tools to be able to do it yourself. And the Hebrew translators uh, render it in different Bibles differently, walking around on the earth. And as does the ESV and the King James says, uh, walking up and down in it. Uh, dude, what are you doing? Okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Got a lot of uh, noise. There. I meant to put him on hold. I hung up on him accidentally. So there's a lot of background noise, and we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna do that. Sorry, Alberto. By the time you ask your question, we're gonna be out of time because we're almost out of time here. So I'm just gonna say that uh, what we do in a case like Job two two is simply look at the other translations, see how the scholars are doing it, and this is why another reason I say. Stay away from the King James. Sorry, but if you want to do good apologetics and be less confused, don't use the King James. Use uh, NASB or the ESV or other Bibles like that. 
Sorry, we're out of time, but um, interesting show today. May the Lord bless you, and by His grace, we'll be back on the air on Monday, and I hope you have a great weekend, and please check out patreon.com forward slash C-A-R-M-O-R-G, CARMORG, that's the website, and uh, we're going to be adding to that as time goes on. May the Lord bless you. We'll talk to you next week, folks. God bless. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.